I was looking around uh, the internet, and I was just realizing that Chicago, like many big cities, is witnessing uh, a significant surge in startups and small businesses. People are doing freelancing. People are doing side gigs. And the city supports all this innovation and the the spirit of risk-taking. There's a huge bustle, uh, you know, in this area. And I want to talk a little bit about this. Maybe you have a side gig. Maybe your resolution is to write a book. Um, you know, start a podcast or teach a yoga class or do tutoring or whatever it is on the side. What do you need to know? How do you follow your passion? And how do you protect yourself from legal problems that arise? With us to discuss this, we've got two guests, Julie Lucan. She is educated as an attorney, but that was not her cup of tea. She flipped her world around and became a best-selling author, podcaster, publisher, publicist, brand expert, and she writes for Entrepreneur Magazine, and she's a mother of four, which I have to, I have to say that's just way too much. Hi, Julie. How are you? Hi, Karen. Way too much. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it is a lot, but it is so worth it. And it makes doing what I do even better just to be an example for my sons. To I, 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 I agree. Um, <laughs> it is a lot some days, though. I think I think that's just just it's fabulous. Patrick Dolan is also here to talk about the legal side. Uh, he is my law partner, regular on WGN. You hear him on Let's Get Legal. Uh, he's a distinguished employment lawyer representing executives nationwide in matters regarding harassment, discrimination. He negotiates uh, complex executive employment compensation and separation agreements. Hi, Patrick. How are you? Hi, Karen and Julie. Wow, I, I'm just a lawyer, so Julie's got a lot on me. <laughs> I know, right? She's got a lot of bullet points. So, so Julie, I, you know, I know your father. He is a very well-known lawyer. Uh, he's a wonderful guy. And you went to law school. You followed in his footsteps, and you made a pivot. You said, "I didn't like this, and I'm going to make a change." I guess I just want to start out by asking you, what made you decide that the law was not really your cup of tea? I did follow my father's footsteps because I was in awe of my father and my grandfathers were all attorneys. So I did what I thought I was supposed to do. And there was that nudging within me that said, you're meant to do something different. You're meant to tap into your creativity. At the time, this was a couple of years ago, there were no such things as being a creative. There was nothing in terms of guiding you to be an entrepreneur like there is today. So once I got that bug, I could not look back. Julie, do you think that COVID sort of prompted people? I know people were doing side gigs and freelancing and and all of that stuff before COVID, but it seems like it really has proliferated uh, since it. And and do do you agree with that? I a thousand percent agree. COVID was the trigger for people to understand that they can have autonomy, that they can ask for what they want, that there are different things we can do. The great resignation, over 4.4 million people quit their jobs and rethought how they were going to live their professional lives. I absolutely agree that COVID was the game changer for this. You know, I hear a lot of people, and Patrick, you can weigh in too, just because you're a lawyer, practicing lawyer, doesn't mean you don't have an opinion on all these things. But, um, you know, I hear a lot of people, older people will say, oh, they all quit. They they can't handle it. These kids are all snowflakes. Um, You know, and and I, I can kind of understand that mentality, but I also think, when we grew up, and Patrick, you know this, we both started out in big firms. I don't know about you, but I was working 10 hours a day, seven days a week on end, you know, and that's not a great way to live your life. And I think these younger people recognize that there's more to life than just work, 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 and on the terms of somebody else. I mean, that's that's kind of how I look at it. 
You know, Karen, I'll just jump in real quick. That's literally what my daughter said to me the other night when we were talking about jobs. She said, you know, my generation doesn't think like your generation does. We don't want to work in an office 10 hours a day, six days a week. Um, we want to do our own thing and, and do it how we want to do it. And so I agree with Julie. COVID was the spark for the for a whole bunch of entrepreneurial spirit that is uh, absolutely proliferating in younger folks in their 20s and 30s who just think about things differently. They have no desire to do, a Karen, what we did starting out, just a different mentality. Yeah, it's not good or bad. It's just different. And before right. we take a break, I want to plug uh, an event that Julie uh, is, is holding and I'm going to be speaking at. So if anybody wants to come out to Arlington Heights and meet me, this is the way to do it. And, and if you're interested in uh, starting a creative side, a gig job, a podcast, write a book, this would be a fabulous opportunity. Julie, can you tell our listeners a little bit about Creative uh, Con Conference? Absolutely. It is a two-day conference for creatives, people who are thinking to take their their brand, their business, their ideas to the next level. If you do want to write a book, if you want to start a podcast, if you want to be like Karen Conte and have a radio show, you can get close to those experts. It's going to be inspiring as well as informative, and you're going to leave with the tools and networks to do such a thing. So it's CreativeCon, C-R-E-8, the, the number 8, T-I-V-E, Con. February 17th and 18th at the beautiful uh, Metropolis Theater in, in Arlington Heights. And uh, we're going to post, probably post that on my uh, on the WGN website. So if anybody wants to go, you can buy tickets. And I'd love to meet all of you. Let's take a break and come back a little bit talking about the legalities of doing some freelancing work and what you have to be careful of. You're listening to WGN. Patrick, let's talk about these side hustles. As you heard the hustle, like that, that music really brought me back to a time um, where I had uh, lots of bangs and a, a bad perm. <laughs> but anyway, um, that's neither here nor there. Let's talk about these side hustles. Let's talk about people who are branching off, working for themselves. Can you bullet point some of the issues that, uh, legal issues that people really need to be aware of if they're going to start their own business? Yeah, thanks, Karen. Um, so there are some, let's start with some common sense uh, legal issues here. Um, so employers generally can prohibit you from doing any work other than uh, theirs during the time that you're being paid by them. That's, that's common sense, but I think folks sometimes, um, you know, forget that or overlook that. Even if we're talking about, you know, a call or a text or an email that may relate to another business you have, if you're if you're on the clock, you're really not permitted to do anything like that. Um, secondly, uh, these side hustles they can't really affect your ability to carry out your normal job. Um, you got you have to think about what the side hustle is, what your job is, and they have to be truly um, separate. And then, of course, there's a lot of things about you know reputational concerns of the business. What is it you're doing in your side hustle? Because um, it cannot be damaging in any way to the business uh, that you're performing for your current employer. So, and there are other things, Karen, like contract issues, lots of contract issues. Um, contracts often require uh, that you as an employee, you need to seek permission for any other work you're doing before you even do it, no matter what it is, whether it is potentially competitive or not, you have to get uh, that permission. Um, so there are a number of things such as not compete agreements, not solicit agreements as well, but there's contract issues, there's practical issues with regard to your time. If you're a professional with a big time commitment, 
maybe you work in the evenings and the weekends. Frankly, maybe you don't even have time for the side hustle. But there's so many things that I walk through with folks who are considering starting a a side hustle, and it starts with their employment agreement. And I would imagine business formation is really important because, you know, to the extent that you can insulate yourself from liability by starting an LLC or, you know, a corporation of some type, because, you know, let's just say you're teaching yoga classes or you're doing something outside your your area, you know, you don't want to be sued and you want to protect your assets. And I would imagine that that's a big part of what, you know, how you start your business in the beginning. For sure. You really have to have your ducks in a row. Once you realize what you're going to do, and then you realize that your employer will actually allow you to do it, and it's not competitive, you're not going to use their confidential trade secret proprietary information, you really need to think about corporate formation. Um, so proprietors, you have no personal liability protection. Uh, you should probably incorporate or start an LLC. And then are you going to do this with somebody else? You need to start a partnership. So before you take any steps. You need to answer a whole bunch of questions um, in terms of what you're going to do, how you're going to do it, where you're going to do it, you know, and, and frankly, financially, can you do this? Can you go months perhaps without being paid? You know, it's not, you're not a W-2 employee for, for these side hustles typically. You're going you're gonna to be a 1099, and you have to think about that, too. What does it mean to you? And, you know, one of the things, and this happened to me, I, I, I'm going to change the facts a little bit, but I hired uh, an attorney to work for me, and I realized that she was teaching uh, ice skating on the side because she was an ice skater. Um, she took it pretty far, and she I think she made it, you know, was heading to the Olympics, didn't make it, but was an excellent ice skater, which I thought was fabulous. But she had stuff all over her social media about her teaching ice skating and all of this stuff so that if any of my clients who you know she were she was doing their work uh looked on there all you saw was her ice skating stuff and i said you know you can't do that on social media because you're a lawyer and that just conflicts with what i want people to think about you and she didn't want to change it and i had to let her go but i I want to say this uh, and julie you can weigh in too when you're doing this side hustle and you're going to not quit your day job, do you recommend telling your boss you're doing it? And if so, you know, how do you approach that with them? And that's so important to know, Karen. And just think about your situation. You're an attorney, you have your own practice, you've written a book, and you're on the radio. What processes did you have to go through to kind of make sure everyone's on board? Yeah, I mean, you know, I I do. I'm very cognizant of the idea that people do they think that I'm on the radio and therefore I'm not working on their case, <laughs> you know. Um, but it's it, it's one of those things that I think that what I'm doing blends with my career uh, a little bit better than maybe teaching yoga or doing something else. I mean, I'm on the radio helping people, giving people, you know, uh, good guidance, hopefully about their legal issues, talking about topics that are legal in nature. So I think it supplements and enhances my career instead of pulls away from it, or at least people could think that it would pull away from it. I, I, and Patrick, you're, do, you're doing a lot of radio too. Is that being viewed positively by your clients? Oh, geez, I hope so. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I think you can do both. It's just when you're talking about people who are going to do um, a, a side hustle, you, I think, uh, having gone down this road many times with clients, it's better to be upfront with your employer. And oftentimes, you know, employees have that obligation anyway contractually to talk about it, no matter what they're going to do, whether it's completely different. Um, but, you know, Karen, your example is perfect. And I think per- people don't understand that 
you, you know, a private employer, not a public employer, can terminate someone for what they're doing on social media. They can, you know. Um, so if you think it's taking attention away from, you know, what you want to put out there as far as a business, a marketing goes, et cetera, you can say you can't do this anymore. So there's so many things that you have to be concerned about. But I think the worst-case scenario is to, you know, get nervous about it. I don't want to talk to them. I'm like, why don't you want to talk to them about that? That's an issue you have to confront. And I just want to do this. And if they find out, you know, we'll just see how it goes. I don't think that's typically the best way to handle that situation. I think I would agree with you on that. Uh, Julie, you have any thoughts on that? It, and it really depends. What you're doing, Karen and Patrick, you guys are both elevating your brand through your voices. You're elevating your brand by being on the radio, by writing books, by sharing your knowledge outside. And it is a gr- it's a great marketing tool for whatever you're doing. It looks different if you're working for somebody else. And you are competing with their brand, taking clients away from them. That has to be clear. That has to be set up straight from the get-go. Julie, let's talk a little bit about this uh, creative con. Um, Tell us a little bit more. Again, it's February 17th and 18th. That's a Saturday and a Sunday out in Arlington Heights at the Metropolis uh, Performing Arts Theater. Two-day event. You're flying people in from all over, all different kinds of people. Can you tell uh, our listeners a little bit, people who might be interested in maybe a side hustle when it comes to something creative like a book or a podcast, what, uh, what can they expect at this conference? Well, they can expect Karen Conte, number one, which is amazing. And she is kicking off the conference, which if you have heard, if you've been a fan of Karen Conte, you need to be there because she knows how to use her voice. It's about using her voice, being a storyteller, understanding that our voices need to be heard. You, we can do it through writing books. We can do it through podcasting. We can do it through speaking on stages. We can do it through starting our own businesses and there are going to be people to network with, learn from, and then get those actionable tools and tips through workshops. It's not going to be just people throwing information at you for two days. It's going to be something transformative, immersive, where you're going to learn and take those tools to take your brand, your voice, your story to the next level, whether you're just thinking about it or you're doing it. It never hurts to connect and lock arms with experts. And, and you've got people who have done, just give us an example of some of the people, you know, like what, they, there's one guy that had an interesting, he was in law enforcement, now he does a law enforcement podcast, which is hugely popular. That, I mean, that guy sounds really interesting. Oh, yeah. I'm, and I'm going to make a lot of connections for Karen as well. He, his name is John J. Wiley. He is, has a radio show, Law Enforcement Today. It is syndicated in about 150 different markets. Chris, Detective Christopher Anderson, he was, he was he, the star of Reasonable Doubt on Investigation Discovery's hit show and also The First 48. We also have publishers, podcasters, people who have spoke on stages, TEDx speakers that will give you the tools because it's a very isolating experience to be a creative entrepreneur. Yeah. And Patrick, um, just to kind of finish off with, with some advice to people out there, you know, when you like if someone said, OK, listen, I'm going to do a podcast, I'm worried about defamation, I'm worried about, you know, the right insurance, I'm worried about, you know, if I have people on my show and I'm using their likeness, uh, do I need a contract and all of those things? I mean, people don't always think of all the legal issues that there are. Can you I mean, is that something that you can provide for people like a kind of a holistic approach to starting a business and making sure you have your ducks in a row? Sure. And also with regard to side hustles. 
Because, you know, you start with the employment law context, I think. If you're an existing employee thinking about a side hustle and all those contract issues, um, then you think about business formation issues. Do you, what kind, do you want to be a corporation, an S-corp, an LLC? Do you have a partner? Are you going to go it alone and be a sole proprietor? That's okay, too, but you have no personal liability protection. Then you have insurance issues, business insurance issues. Do you need workers' comp insurance, even though you're, you know, you're only one person? Frankly, some places require workers' compensation insurance. And then you have tax issues to think about, which sort of over, overlays. But then you have a lot of practical considerations. Do I have the time to do this? Do I really want to do it? How am I going to do it with my existing job literally during the course of the day on the weekends? How can I get this done without compromising my ability to really do my day jobs? Patrick, can so you quickly so give out issues. can you quickly give out your contact information? Sure. Thanks, Karen. So um, Karen, you'll know this number. Three one two three three two seventy eight hundred. And Julie, how can people contact you? Reach out to me. If you have questions, you can email me at julie at themediacasters.com or check out the website, www.creativecon.com, C-R-E, the number eight, T-I-V-E, con.com. Thank you. Julie, I'll see you at the conference. And Patrick, I'll see you at work tomorrow. (laughs) All right. All right. Thank Thank you, everyone. Thank you. We'll be back in a minute on The Karen Conti Show.